Brownie, I'm like a madman this morning, just refreshing Twitter every single five seconds because last night... What was that? Now we've got a man that has, let's say, a colourful and decorated uh, past in front of the camera, our man, Richo. And yeah. last night, Rhett Bart- Bartlett, who's a great round, friend of the show... If you're around long enough, you're going to have some skeletons in the closet. If this man I mean, wasn't you- already famous, he would be front and centre at uh, shows like Bachelor. Yep. You'd want to go on any celebrity oh, show you get his hands on. He just he, 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 he just <laughs> loves fame. He what? just wants fame. He's got fame. He oh, wants right? more. He's just fame-hungry, this man over here. About that. And I think yeah, that's why we've diagnosed why that. you like this on Twitter. You're very very active on Twitter. But Rhett Bartlett, who he does seem to have it out for not out for you, but he a lot of he's a historian at Richmond. Now yes. he put out this continually amazed at the photo shoots that Richo agreed to around 1995 to 1996. Look forward to sharing some new discoveries tomorrow. So that Richo, so, are you nervous? So that's got me a little bit concerned <laughs> because I Rhett, mate, he's got everything. His back catalogue, some of the footage he can get is unbelievable and I do agree with him. That time there between 95 and 96, I was out with my knee. I had a knee reconstruction. So, so I, it's certainly you've in front of uh, photo is, shoots. This is where you thought you'd, you'd start your no, fame run. Well, my man, I just got a new manager, Ricky Nixon, right, around that time. And Chicken was wanting to promote his players, you know, Club 10 and all of those things yeah. that he did. And because I was out with my knee, I had a bit more spare time on my hands and – yeah, I, did I just want to ask things. you a question, and I want you to answer it mm. honestly. It's just yeah. a yes or no. It's a, it's a very yeah. simple one. So yeah. Rhett Bartlett has just tweeted yeah. about 1995, 1996. Yeah. Have you asked Rhett Bartlett to find those photos for you? Oh. No, no, I haven't, oh. Nathan. And I think I know what's oh. coming, to be honest with you. I think I'm really? Why couldn't you look at me in the eye when you said that? You yeah. went, oh, okay, no, Nathan, because no, I, I haven't, haven't, Nathan. Because you, what, it, you're it wrong here. It was a sign here. of so somebody he, lying. He, here's someone that's wrong. You just said I want to be famous, mm. okay? Well, I've I said already, if you weren't famous, I've already been on these reality I've already TV been shows. asked to go on The Full Monty and I said no. I've already well, been no asked to, to go on that's Dancing with cause. the Stars and I said no. There's two reasons for that. One, you can't dance. And I've also... That is the real reason. <laughs> yeah, we know the one we won't get into. Now, anyway. I've got to ask, just, just to clear, there's not going to be any real questionable photos. You know, yeah. you, you didn't earn a great living as a footballer back then. There's yeah. not going to be any sort of topless photos or anything no, up of you. Well, it's the men for like seasons, but we've seen all that. No, there isn't, huh? <laughs> but I think I know what is coming, to be honest with you. Hey, yeah. Brownie, how much does your boy, you've only got one boy, three yeah. girls, four kids, how much does Jude know about your AFL career? He knows I played footy and... Uh, have you shown him any old games? Have you got the old games out? And- Surely you've shown him the YouTube. The, the we've we've gone to the YouTube clip a couple of times. He, he knows who Jimmy Clement is. That's, I'll, I'll give <laughs> you that. Just before you go on, I don't want to muck your story up. This is a man that once sat on a couch in a Hollywood hotel with a laptop and was showing Sam Worthington of Avatar <laughs> fame his highlights. This is the sort of stuff you do, mate. Now... Every young boy, their, their dad's their hero, right? Yeah. And I've got three girls, so I'm, I'm hoping that one day Jude wants to play footy. If he doesn't, so be Has he got any early signs? Uh, he's got some work to do, but uh, he loves his footy. <laughs> he's getting he, better. He loves the Tigers and he loves Dusty. And he always asks, he goes, you were the best footy player, weren't you, Dad? And I say, yeah, yeah, for 10 weeks. So I, I, I was going okay. And he goes, <laughs> what about Dusty? Are you as good as Dusty? And I sort of pull up there and I go, look, Dusty's probably the best of all time. I said, nobody's doing what Dusty's done at the moment. He goes, do you know Dusty? Yeah, I'm mates with Dino Dusty. He goes, uh, so you weren't as good as Dusty. He goes, were you close to Dusty? I said, yeah, very, very close. (laughs) Very close, too. So then the other day, uh, remember Wertho, uh, the basketballer who used to work here? Yep. Um, We're talking about Sam Worthington. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
was his first name? Oh, he worked here, didn't he? Uh, you don't even know his name. Uh, Mark. Mark Worthington. Nah, sorry, Werther. So I did a, a, a charity Jesus basketball game. I worked with him next to it. They shared him. a desk for two years. That that sums him up there, Hummer. In one, we can't say anything. That sums him up. I did a charity basketball game with Wertho, um when he was here. So it was probably about two and a half years ago, maybe even three years ago. And uh, I'd forgotten about it, so it was just one game. And Jude came to me the other day and he goes, Remember you played in the NBA? <laughs> I went, what, mate? And he goes, you played in the NBA. Remember I came and watched you play basketball? Yeah, yeah. And I said. The NBL, you should have said. Yeah. Yeah, I did. He goes, so you played in the NBA? And <laughs> oh, I went. Brownie. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You didn't downplay it. I did didn't you? downplay it. And then he said, well, because I think the only person he's ever heard of is Michael Jordan. He said, were you as good as Michael Jordan? Oh, and I thought, well, Dusty's too close to home. <laughs> I can't say I'm as good as Dusty. I said, Oh, no. Yeah, I reckon I'm as good as Jordan. Oh, my And God. so right now he's probably going to school to say that uh, his old man played NBA. Because kids – got the Air Jordans on yeah. today too. Kids take everything they hear, they take to school as they well. Do. So they're yeah. going to be going around saying, hey, my dad was as good as Jordan. Yeah. Hey, we had the big freeze. Unfortunately, it wasn't at the G, but it was magnificent at Channel 7. Oh, was it the G? Oh, it wasn't the G without, yeah, without the crowd fans, there. So. They've Which now hit $10 million raised yeah. for M&D, the big freeze. It was great just again. It wasn't it just fantastic? It's just a pity so. that there wasn't fans there. They still did it really well. Did a good job. I thought, who did you like? Who who impressed you the most with their kit? Um, I thought Razor, Razor looked good as Elton John. Razor did look good. Razor did look good. Gil, um, Gil won that by the length. Taking the piss out of himself. Yeah, no, that was yeah, good. Meatloaf he was did. fantastic. And how taking about, the piss out of Meatloaf as well. Yeah, but he, he went, went down, hard on Meatloaf. He, did, he could have just gone down in any and he, he yeah. went down in some RMs. Mate, now, anyone that, that owns RMs knows if you get them that wet, they're gone. Cactus. Imagine having the coin that you can just dust 700 bucks on RMs for a stunt. Well, mate, he, he knows how much pain the loaf caused him that day. They reckon they couldn't get the loaf out because, remember, it was raining yeah. and they had to have him up on that little stage instead of out in the middle. 20 minutes before, the meat loaf wasn't coming out. <laughs> Gillum had it down there begging him to come out. So I can understand why he doesn't like the loaf. Uh, the wizard, look, the wizard Jeff Farmer was good. Oh, so. how good, yeah, the whiz, because we played uh, highlights of the whiz on Sunday morning yeah. on the Sunday footy show and you forget – uh, very quickly, how good oh, some of these guys were. Nine goals in a second half. And then he went on a period. I think he kicked 70-odd in a, in a yeah. season once. He was as good. But then he played a lot of footy at Fremantle. You don't remember that. You he mainly did. remember him as a Melbourne yeah. player. But then there were some highlights at Fremantle. He was an, a, an elite player. I, well, after Eddie Betts and Stephen Milne, Jeff Farmer is right there as one of the best small forwards of all time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, I remember – I think I bought this stat up last time and you said it wasn't actually as good as, as, as the public thinks. But sides that win – the week after their coach has been sacked. Yeah. Or they know he's going Or it's to be their farewell, farewell game. And it is high, but it's not as actually as high as a bit. It's not. How about the pies on, on – I mean, I get there's, there's two sides of the conversation. What's happened to Melbourne? Yeah. They were awful. And wasn't it good to, to see the pies play a different brand of footy that yeah. we haven't seen all year? Isn't it funny how the game's mental? Like yeah. all of a sudden Nathan Buckley gets – uh, moved on and it's all about bucks and he would have felt calm and go, okay, this is my last game. Yeah. And then the players would have thought, you know, we can just go out there and have a crack because it's bucks' mm. last game with a new coach coming in and mentally you start to relax and yeah. then that breaks the shackles yeah. and they played a brand of football. There's a lot to be said for clearing players' minds and not overloading I, them with too much information I, going into a game. I guarantee you in the lead up to that game, in all of the meetings, without <laughs> Bucks maybe not even really knowing it, he would have just been more relaxed, yeah. more at ease, and it rubs off on the players. And halfway through the third quarter, you just went, geez, this was always going to happen, yeah. wasn't it? It just had it all over it. But what, what will he do next? He was very good in the media. Well, he'll do. Or, I reckon either Fox or Seven will stitch him up for the finals, you'd think. 
definitely for the finals. And look, if he wants to do media next year, he'll get a job. If he wants to coach next year, he'll get a job somewhere. Not act, not do you, mate. Do you get nervous as someone that works in the industry every time a high-profile well, coach or player retires when they've got some media credentials? Well, I must admit I turned on Sunday night footy at home, obviously the West Coast and Richmond game. I settled back, had a few beers, ready to watch it, and Justin Lepich has popped up. <laughs> and then I went... Lepers uh, bobbed up. Bucks will be on here next. Oh, no. Chris Johnson's doing some as well. Jono's jumped on recently. I'm starting to look around and go, who's going first, me or Jimmy Bartell or Lingy? I reckon one of us is I going reckon soon. There's a pretty <laughs> obvious answer to that out of those three, I would have thought. I don't oh, hello. silly, Hummer. Well, I'm just yeah, well. You got to you got to know. You come up with big calls, Hummer. When you work in the media, you got to be careful. You know that your day's coming at some point. <clears throat> I, th- I reckon you're going all right, but let's. Chat about probably one of the biggest. This could be. Now, for some reason, the tribunal was not Tuesday night. Of course, we're recording on a Wednesday morning. So at the time of recording, this, there hasn't been no result. But yeah. the way that you feel this might go tonight. The way it's shaping up. The yeah. game of football will be changed forever. <laughs> uh, the AFL will not be the same from well, this week on if David Mackay gets rubbed out tonight. Well, when the, the AFL came in and, uh, and graded it themselves, mm. you felt like the, the narrative around it changed and you feel like David Mackay is going to get weeks, which I don't think he does. I don't think you think he should. No, I don't think he should at all. And uh, I'm pretty strong on this this week. This is, this is huge, this case tonight, because I think it does change the way that the game's going to be played in the future. The, the AFL wants players to have a duty of care, even if it's an accidental collision out there. Now, if you look at that slowly and you slow it right down, which I actually did. I wanted to look yeah, at it. Yeah, you did some it. analysis on Twitter. And he, he, so his shoulder was, his body is about 10 centimetres away from McKay. His hands are clearly down trying to touch the ball. He's turned side on because that's how you're taught to go into a contest. His hands are on the ball. He's clearly not choosing to bump. Here it is here. He is not choosing to bump there. He is going for the ball. We're talking about a thousandth of a second there. How can he have then changed his mind to choose to bump? So it wasn't intentional. Yep. Yes, he got Hunter Clark in the jaw. Unfortunately, Hunter Clark has a broken jaw and it's horrible for him. But this is a contact sport. And if that gets rubbed out tonight, that changes AFL footy. It, 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 I, 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 can't, I understand that, they, that, that, that there's, an, there's an onus on the AFL. They, they're, they're shitting bricks yeah, they're about, about the litigation. CTE and stuff yeah. that's going to happen afterwards. Yeah. They're worried about mums and dads seeing injuries in the AFL and not wanting their kids so, to so, But if that gets rubbed out, if you go up for a mark and accidentally knee someone on the head... Isn't there a duty of care there as well? well that, correct. I mean, that's that, that's what I understand. Yeah. If if the AFL are fair dinkum and they and they rub him out here, any time a player runs back with the flight, we shouldn't be. We, okay. you know, we, we should not be giving accolades to Nick Rewalt for Nick Rewalt's mark, Jack Rewalt's mark. So you because- meant to have a duty of care. So Aaron Norton went back or went in from the side a few weeks ago yeah. in the Giants game, and yeah. he got his own teammate, Tim English. So yeah. got him with the knee in the jaw. Yep. Knocked Tim English out. English missed a week. He missed with more. He missed about three missed or four weeks. Yeah. Weeks with concussion. So is that a duty of care? Where do you? Well, it's it's. This is the problem now. It's so opening if he gets, a box, isn't so it? if he gets rubbed out tonight, players now go into games, and you, you're like. What do I do here? Like, do I go hard? If I accidentally get someone, do I get rubbed out? It's just, it's going to be horrible for the players. You, it's, the thing is, it, it, it's a contact sport. Yeah. Collisions happen. It's the reason that we watch the footy. We love athletes going yeah. at it full tilt. A, a game where players are all of a sudden, they're not, they're not going hard for the ball. Yourself. You're second guessing the you're whole time or, or every time there's a contested ball, 
slowing down and allowing another player. It's not going to be footy. No. And to be it paid the money be you paid, you accept a certain amount of risk. No, you don't want what happened to Hunter Clark, but so you, you assume a certain amount of risk when you play AFL When you football. ran out onto the ground, Nathan, you you were aware that there was a chance you could get injured or hurt, isn't Correct. It? Every week. So, so, And you've got to take that. And unfortunately, Hunter maybe Clark's players are going to have to sign, you know, sign away. To say I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. I understand I could get concussed or injured. Yeah, and maybe I don't think legally you're going to have to. I don't sign think the something. AFL PA would be allowed. But no. at all footy levels, at amateur footy, you understand you're going out there. You're a chance getting get injured. It's, yeah. it's footy. Anyway, we'll find you out tonight. Very, very positive uh, in saying that he shouldn't. Be. I am to the 100% point where positive that he shouldn't. Be when you used to go to the tribunal, right? When you used to yep. go to the tribunal, a guy called Ian Finlay was your player advocate. Fingers so Finlay. Every time you went in, he represented you. So he was the Is man. He a lawyer? Uh, I think he. He was some yeah, sort of lawyer. Yeah, yeah definitely a lawyer. He was, yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he, he represented you. But I felt like this week it was Richo who was the player advocate because here's all the tweets. He was very strong on this. So obviously Julian's the soup came in, though, suggesting the game will change if David McKay is being a, a little dramatic, uh, which is obviously Julian's a gone a bit, uh, a Julian's dramatic gone a little bit crazy Don't since think joining so. SEN. Um, and then Richo obviously responded to Tom Tom Brown two phones. Collision sport, I feel for Hunter, but this is not something that warrants suspension changes the game. Okay. So I think he should employ you as the player. Well, I'd, I'd love to go in there tonight and stick up for David McKay. But seriously, um, Julian just stooped there. He thinks it's been dramatic. I've seen dozens of ex-players in uh, on Twitter. Lindsay Gilby was one. I've saw Warren Treadray. Plenty of ex-players feel the same way, that it's going to change the game a bit. Oh, so are you inferring that perhaps journalists don't have... No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just disagreeing with Julian there that it's not being dramatic. So if David McKay gets rubbed out, and everybody's expecting three to four weeks. uh, I think, I think. I'm expecting he's going to get cleared. Okay, well, I think the way everybody's talking and the way the AFL's come out and rated it. No, no, you know what's going to happen? The tribunal's going to come back and say they're going to have to rewrite. They may want, if they want to change the rules, then that's fine. Right? Okay, so if they're going to have three, to rewrite the rules. If he does get three or four, yeah. do Adelaide I then think, contest that? I think they will because as the rules are written at the moment, he shouldn't be rubbed out tonight. So how far would you take it to the Supreme Court? Uh, High Court. Oh, There's I, been plenty taken to the Supreme Court. Well, I just think if, it, if he gets rubbed out tonight, the rules need to be changed immediately for next week because you can't have players being suspended when he didn't choose to bump his contesting Maybe you, you wouldn't ball. for a club that's, you know, outside the eight, probably don't play finals this year. But if this was a final and this team could would. possibly play grand final, you'd have to take it as far as you could. It probably would, yeah. I will stop watching footy if he gets rubbed out. Really? I think you'll yep. watch footy again, mate. No, I've... I've had it. I've I've been so angry this week. I've, you know, footy's been my life yeah. for you know ever since I was, I was a little kid. And I, if if this goes the way that I think it's going to be, I, I don't want any part in the game. Is that right? Yep. You're going to retire. <laughs> no, I'll keep playing. Oh, I'm still going to play. <laughs> I'll keep Come playing on. footy. Well, because the You're AFL doesn't be get its, on it, it doesn't get it doesn't get its fingers into our the local leagues. But in terms of watching, I don't want to watch a product where where I've got blokes dancing around and, and not going as hard. The reason you watch footy is the athleticism. Well, you're going to second guess yourself if he gets rubbed out tonight. Yep. Simple. I'm going to, yeah, I find rugby league a nice, a good product. Now, I know that they're making changes as well and they're going through a similar sort of uh, procedure. Let me just get this straight. If, if player chooses to bump and get someone in the head, then he should rubbed be out. rubbed Absolutely. out. Absolutely. David McKay did not choose to bump. 
He was contesting the ball. Well said, Matthew. Uh, Sunday night footy was back and it rated through the roof. It was a good game. It was over a public holiday. It was a public holiday. It was a good game. I think people need to understand because the AFL has tried Sunday night. For, and it's not like we do have Sunday night. We have that 6.30 slot. So I'm yeah. not really sure about the fanfare. Bring Sunday night footy back. This is fantastic. The only reason it was so successful was because it was a public holiday. And it was it's, on. It's a slightly different time slot. It was on free to air too. Normally that Sunday. Ah, uh, that's true. Fox. 7.20 or 7.50. Games a lot different to a six thirty game. So everybody's yeah. normally had dinner. Maybe Sitting the kids down. have already you know, gone to bed or in their pajamas. Everyone sits on the couch together. A seven thirty game. So it's a little bit different. It's a it's a real feature. Would you do it every week, mate? Well, the thing I don't like is how there's games overlapping at the moment. So there's two games on a Saturday night. I think in a billion dollar industry and how many broadcasters we have, I don't think there should be any yeah. games overlapping. They shouldn't so, overlap. Um, to not overlap, though, that means you have to have one Thursday night, Friday night, and then three on a Saturday, three on a Sunday, and probably one on a Monday night. They've tried Monday night footy. Sucks. But it possibly hasn't worked mm. all the time. So Did you I say think Saturday Arvo then? Yeah, so three on a Saturday. So yeah, an right. early game Saturday, twilight, yeah. and then a night game. The same yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah. But then that, that, that only gets you eight games, Thursday yeah, right. night. So, you so you do you do like the NRL, and I'm not sure how it works, but the NRL do a double header on, on a Friday, Friday. night. Early but they Friday. don't overlap. Either so, and they've got the access of New Zealand that helps the a lot of the time. That New yeah. Zealand, yeah. it's that New Zealand game. Oh, I'd love to see some more Sunday night games. That was fun. I worked Sunday Arvo, drove home, got some takeaway, watched it. It was yep. good. No, it was a great game. Let's be honest, a yep. really good the game. Issue, but if they put the Giants the up against have, North Melbourne, yeah. like the game earlier on in the day, then nobody watches. Well, it's it. almost got to be a, like a marquee time slot, like a Friday night, yep. isn't it? Well, it needs the only way it can work is if you uh, you've got two marquee sites with big followers because the reality is you're probably not taking your kids to a Sunday night game that's ending at no. 10 o'clock. Yeah. So Perth, are, they're nuts. They're, you know, they love footy. Yeah. They've got a massive supporter base. Of the, you know. And it was on in Melbourne here, obviously, at 7.20, but that's – Yeah, what's correct. That? So that's, that's the Perth. issue. That's yeah. your question. Yeah. Is Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and if you had Monday night, is that too much football for the weekend? Uh, I don't like Watching. Monday night. I ne- you need a clear day nah, Monday. Well, I'm in bed by it. Yeah. I don't so like I, Monday means night. I, never, I can't watch Monday or Sunday. I reckon night. you need just to clear your head Monday before you get back into the footy week, I reckon. Hey, Geelong, very quickly. Bed at 8.30. Yeah, I, I like going to bed early. I'm up at 4.35. Um, Shot so of whiskey. Just in, yeah, get a whiskey. <laughs> you get up at 4.30 and have a whiskey, do you? Yep, and I go for my, I go for a trot every morning. Went for a trot this morning. I don't rain. believe that. I, I, I don't, don't believe, believe he has a shot every morning. I don't believe he gets and up at four thirty every and morning. And I don't believe he runs every morning. Go through my Strava then. I'll show you my Strava. Three lies <laughs> all in one there. No, it's that I, might happen I run. once for the week. Well, we're talking about the three-headed monster here in Cameron, Rowan, and Hawkins. That's a three-headed. Excuse me. Go look at my Strava knob. I what? run. Most okay, most mornings. Oh, okay, now the I cracks are here. Oh, I might, I've got some plantar fasciitis problems. Oh. Right. <laughs> and so the shot of whiskey every morning. That, every morning. Every morning. Yep. Okay, yep. like you guys, have your coffee to wake you up. I have a shot of whiskey. It's no different. One, they, they both. Lift I don't believe. Stairs. I think that's an absolute lie. I'm going to ask your girlfriend. Ask her. Uh, the cats. Are they the team to beat now? I because think Because so. you got Melbourne sliding as Melbourne do. Now, this is very typical of Melbourne. They've lost two games. That Melbourne. Let's, let's, Melbourne let's cannot talk win, about Melbourne it. Melbourne cannot win the flag. They beat Brisbane the week before. That's not the question. Are the Geelong Premiership favourites now? Well, with us, the bookies, they're not. They're still about fifth favourite, I think. Um, look, I still don't want to play the Tigers come September if, I, if I'm with another side. But they got beaten the other night. Geelong – 
I think right now there's four teams that could win it quite easily. My yeah. favourite is Brisbane. I still think that Brisbane can right. win it. I think the Bulldogs can win it. Melbourne, obviously Richmond. Uh, so I think there's five teams that can win. I don't think Port Adelaide can win the grand final. Yeah. They've lost to too many sides above them. Yeah. So I think there are four sides that can win it. Yeah, I think I think as we speak now and after watching Thursday night, I, I really am liking the Cats. I don't see any weak links in how they're going about it at the moment. Melbourne at $5 head the market. Brisbane at five fifty. Geelong five fifty. Western Bulldogs five fifty. And Geelong $6 are your chances. West Coast right. went from 21 to 15 after that win too. I wouldn't waste your cash there. Uh, what about underrated players, Brandon? Because this is something you're quite hot on. So much so that we've had our, f- our very first suggestion this season yeah. in the WhatsApp well, we've group. got a couple of little top fives here for Brownie. You want the five most underrated players. I was watching the Port Adelaide game um, yeah, against Geelong. Underrated players. I reckon up. Carl Amon's underrated. So I, th- I just thought I'd challenge Brownie because he loves his top five. Does. Give, yep. us your, give us your top five underrated players in the AFL. Okay, underrated. I think an underrated isn't players who don't get accolades or anything like that. I think it's underrated players that I think have a real influence on the outcome of games. Yeah. So the first one, and you've spoken about him a fair bit, is Tom Liberatore. Obviously, they've got superstars there in Norton, Bontem, Pally and these guys, but Liberatore, when they win, he's underrated or he's a barometer, but yeah. Tom Liberatore, for me, uh, he extracts the ball and makes that side better. Yeah. Dom Sheed. Now, this is a guy I remembered for a kick after or just before the siren in a grand final, but everybody talks about... Andrew Gaff. Everyone talks about Elliot Yo, uh, Luke Shuey, Luke Shuey. Nat New- uh, Nick Nat Newey. They've got superstars. I think Brayshaw said on the weekend there's so many superstars in this West Coast side. Yeah. This guy goes under the guard but gets 30 regularly, kicks goals regularly, and at the and, right moment impacts games. And he's held them together this year with all the injuries they've had. A new one on the scene, I think Ooh. Benny Keys uh, at oh, Adelaide. Yes. Underrated, starting to get some notoriety at the moment. But Five regular, games in a row he's had third. Yeah, so at the start of the year he was getting a fair bit of the footy and everyone thought, oh, yeah, Benny Keys had a good couple of weeks, he'll drop off. Yeah. But he hasn't dropped off and he continues to get the footy. And through confidence, I, he butchered the ball last year, mm. maybe early parts of this year, but I think he's using the ball better. Yeah. And he's kicking goals, Benny Keys, um, Jack Crisp at Collingwood had another good game on the weekend. So we talk about side bottom, we talk about Pendlebury, talk about the Goey. There's not a lot spoken about yeah. Jack Crisp and how consistent he is and how often he gets on the park. He doesn't miss. No, and he what's 130 he plays every games game. in a row now? And the last one is at the Tigers, and I think when he plays, Kane Lambert, they're a better side. Mm. He was good mm. too, wasn't he? Straight he had 20 at half time yep. Sunday night. So they're my top five underrated players. I like it. You got anyone to add? Well, Carl Amon, oh, I fine. think he's underrated. Hey, last week we brought back a favourite segment and it's back again this week. Who will win? Now, last week, two of these questions pertain to one that I had last week because I was actually troubled by the answer. I said, could you beat 18 Richos against 150 10-year-olds? And we said that you would win very, very easily. 18 Richos now against the under-18 Vic Metro side. 18 of me now? Yep. No, they'd run rings around me. I wouldn't be able to run. I wouldn't be able to – nah, I wouldn't win. All right, what about the under-16 Vic Metro side? I reckon I could still take a few marks. What do you think? Probably the under-14s would be more likely than the (laughs) under-16s. I reckon it would be a good game, the under-16s. I reckon Uh, I'd have a bit of physical – if you put it up high in the goal square, I reckon I'd still be able to – Remember when Spud wanted you to be the bear in the square? He came oh, in and you said, I need you to put weight on Richo. I did. I need you to put 10 kilos on. I don't want you to move out of the goal square. We're going to kick it long to you. You're going to be the bear in the square. You're going to kick 100 goals. 
We won four games. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the and old I, bear went into hibernation. I was 108 kilos, Hummer. You should have seen him. I couldn't move. Big boy. I couldn't move. <laughs> and you think of that stage. A bear when you're 108 kilos, you'd be able to drink, but, you know, three carbon drafts yeah, in, and he was all right. And then I did doing that one again. And then I started snapping hammies because I had that much weight on. My hammies couldn't handle it. Was it like good? Did you, you enjoy putting the weight on? No, it was fun. I didn't train. All I did was bench press and eat. It's like sometimes when he's out of couple of carton drafts, two or three, and you, you can tell the point where he's obviously gone uh, and then he's, he's taken his head oh, off. Here we go. Yeah, he's turned it around. Why did he do this? Put it back on upside down. <laughs> this is a man, Hummer, that is the lightest weight drinker I know. I've ever met in my life, you and he's trying to call me one. You should have seen when Brownie had a few wines and had to MC one of the, the lunches a few years ago. Oh, my God. Hey, um, a good job. Uh, 18, this, this one, I was, at a, I was at a pub. It's actually a bar, actually. Very good bar. East of yeah. anything in Camwell. If you're in the area, make sure you pop in there. Uh, hopefully I'll get a few free drinks next time I pop in. Um, and was having the discussion with some mates and some, some guys in the pub. They said, we want you to ask Richo and Brownie this. If, well, I'll ask this question first and I'll ask the yep. question they want me to ask. 18 Jack Rewaltz versus 18 Nick Rewaltz. I'm going 18 Nick Rewaltz. Yeah, I think, I think Nick is a better runner. Yep. He just he'd run Jack off his feet. As far as footy IQ and smarts, I'd back Jack. I didn't. Jack Jack's probably kicked more goals, but I just think the game think of both, more of attrition. I think Rewalt Nick would outrun Jack. I think they've both got very good footy IQs. Yeah. I think Jack's got the better skills left and right yeah. through the midfield. But I agree, Nick's running capacity. And Jack's, I think Nick would get him. Jack is a really good mark, but I think Nick just is a little bit better contested mark, and he just works a bit harder. So, just that's a tough one, though. Well, another question that came up at East of Anything on Burke Road, Campbell. If <laughs> what are you getting a free feed there or something? If you could, if you were drafting for for Richmond right now, and you have a crystal ball that could you could see what their careers would be. Jack's exact career, Nick's exact career. Who would he drafted? Nick. Yeah, look, Nick was six-time All-Australian. I think he won six best and fairest as well. So just, gee, Jack's a good player, but you're comparing two yeah. very elite players here. All right, this uh, 18 brownies, because last time we said against the 10-year-old, you'd have been too big. Brownies are a little bit smaller. Is this me now or is this me 2005? This is you now against 312-year-olds. You wouldn't fit them on the ground, mate. Yeah, nah, well, they just say you do. You see when 282 of them are The stupid part oh, about this is the height becomes the major issue. You could just keep it in the air. They'd never get you. <clears throat> no, but the thing is, though, if they're ta- I know that if you're running and they're tackling you, you take a bounce, that's holding the ball. No, no, yeah, but, but he wouldn't be, like, be tackled. You'd be just marking it. Yeah, no. Nah. Mate, 12-year-old, there's 300 of them. The, yeah. height, the height would still get them because you just got to keep it in the air. I, I, don't, I reckon it, beating mate. 300 kids would be tough. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Hum, you can only get four in the square for the ball up. Yeah. So you've got four on four. So until yeah. those other 300 get in, <laughs> they're in some Barney rubble. And then you've just got to put it up and you'd mark it inside exactly. 50. Well, I disagree. I reckon the 312-year-olds will get you. Um, hey, last week we oh, launched Why don't because... we get the 282 kids that went out in the Well, they'd be a bit older. Show. They'd be a bit older now. I've actually met one of those two eighty-two kids the oh, other good day. Good on you, mate. And you're Just right. one of them. He's an eighteen-year-old. He came up and showed me. Them. He came up and showed me a photo, and he was one of the kids out on the ground that night. He was wow. with it. They should do it. Remember that. See, remember and that's that what it was all about. The kids loved it. 
Do you know, oh, love I just love that you have a, a stance against anyone getting carried off <laughs> for anything but 300 games. You're able to have 282 kids oh. give up their Saturdays to follow you around the Jeep. Brownie, you got another top five for us. I do. I, I just, if you're going to sit here, why do you have to unlock your iPad each time? Leave it unlocked. I don't know. This is, this is again, off the Port Adelaide game. How good a name is Miles Bergman, right? I like when every time I hear his name, I think he should be on a billboard in a Hollywood movie. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Errol Flynn, Miles Bergman, starring. Yeah. That, a, good it's a good name, name Miles. It's a good Although name. Although the only Miles I know was a complete dick. Was he? Yeah. Real, I know real a few dick. good Miles. What was his last name? Take it out of him, hum. What was his last name? I can't remember his surname. I'm sure he's not listening. What about the the throw that Hum gave for the top five, and yeah. then you've had to actually pick it up and explain oh, no. what it was? Well, I don't, that's, I, that's, the host, not, that's a host job. I didn't mate. know what it was. You're not looking at your rundown. Just no, give I us your top it. five, mate. I'd skip so, it. On completely. the back of that, these Miles are the great names. Now, you can't have a, a great name list without Steel Sidebottom. In 2010, yeah. he won the best sporting yep. name in the world, Steel Sidebottom. That was in America, wasn't it? A competition. Yeah, the Yanks went sick for yeah. it. So, it's a very American name. It is. Steel. Whether you love him or hate him, and I love this guy, but. Dangerfield's a good name. It is a like good name. When, if your nickname's yeah. Danger, like yeah. that, yeah. You, you can't go wrong there. What? You're one of the best players in the competition. He doesn't You've deserve You want a Brownlow. Danger. That's a really good name. It is. Paddy Dangerfield, like um, Bobby Hill. Bobby yeah, Hill good. sounds like yeah. he's um, a Hollywood character or, as well. Or a, He's or a NASCAR a, driver, I reckon, yeah, Bobby Hill. Hill NASCAR yeah, driver. Bobby's yeah. very – I like that. Or he that. could be Robert Hill, assistant commissioner. Who no, no Bobby's better. No, just Bobby Hill, mate. <laughs> yeah, but there is Hill. there is a Bob Hill who's an assistant commissioner. Can't commissioner. go past Joel Garner. Only because oh. he was a great West Indian <laughs> fast bowler, Joel Garner. And when you think of Joel Garner, when you hear the name Joel Garner, you immediately think of the big fast the bowler. Other, the other week I was watching a port game and Joel, when Joel Garner played. I don't think he's played the last years. But when the commentator, I think whoever I was commentating with that night, Hamish, Hamish said Joel Garner. I actually, for a minute, thought he'd stuffed it up. I thought, what if he said Joel Garner? <laughs> then I realised there is a Joel Garner. Um, at the Tigers, Hugo Ralph Smith. Yeah, good. Oh. Sounds like he's a, a model in a you know a, a yeah. Ralph Lauren polo. What's that American, well, real American Ralph. brand? Yeah. Um, not uh, the Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger. Hilfiger he yeah, it's a Tommy. This Hilfiger is a Tommy Hilfiger model. shirt now. Yeah, you don't look like Hugo Ralph. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Uh, Jermaine Jones for the West nice. Coast Eagles. Yeah. That's a good name. And Anything the, with the the letter for the start for yep. your surname. Yeah, yeah. They call that alliteration. So you yeah. could, you could throw Hamish Hartlett in there yeah. for that one. Yeah. And then I think the best name of all time, um, and for uh, used to play for Port Adelaide, Donald Dickey. I reckon that's a great yeah, name. name. Donald Dickey. Yeah, that is a great name. Hey, last week we announced that we're going to build up because we've got the t- long sleeve team of the century, and they need an opponent. So we're building the redhead team yes. of the century. This is how it works. Each week we will debate. We're going to ask for some suggestions online as well on our on our social media platform. But we're going to build from the back line up to the forward line and the interchange well, bench. Well, I've got my back six, and you guys can fiddle around with it if you want. Yeah, but this is well, my. It was only meant to be a back three, but let's let's. I oh, just want to do the. No, nah, let's do the six. Well, it dragged agree, on a little I agree bit with yours. Time. I liked yours. Do you re- I reckon no, this see, is? That means you haven't done any. So do you want? No, he did. Oh, he sent them through last night. Well, so no, do you want identical. me to do the whole back six? Yeah, do the, the do the whole back, back six. Line? All right. Well, this guy that played down at Geelong, I played on him a lot, and he was a very good defender. And his nickname was Bluey. Oh. Uh, if you got red hair and your nickname's yeah. Bluey, <laughs> you're a real red. That's real. And that's Timmy McGrath, probably the. One of the best fullbacks in the history of the game. 
played for the Essendon Footy Club. Dustin Fletcher, he's Ooh. a lock. For well, football, he's mate. in both sides. How about that? He's in the long sleeve, yeah. I thought I had to throw in a current-day player. You know, we can't just always go back to pass. So I've thrown in Nick Floston from Richmond, who played really well the other night. Straw- he's more of a strawberry blonde. Yeah, still red hair. Angry pills the other night too, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. It was his best game for the year. They, they, the well, fiery redheads. They're very yeah. angry redheads. They're angry at the world. <laughs> uh, Bluey well, McKenna, another Bluey. Find me a, a, a mild-tempered redhead. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. You can't. They do Bluey McKenna, exist. Guy McKenna, another Bluey. He's got to be in. Uh, the man- not fiery red, though, is oh, he? But he's, like, still he's not red. a, a Cameron Ling type red. No. Uh, the man who's trying to steal one of our jobs at Channel 7 on Sunday night, Justin Lepich. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's at centre-half back, three premierships with Brisbane. And do you know a player that got All-Australian in his first year of playing? I think he's the only one that was has ever been all Australian. He's first. Ben Hart was all Australian really? as an eighteen year old. He's on the other half Gross. back flank. That's all right, a good so we're going to field that out last week and yep. send you th- suggestions through. Um, now, before we just kick on to the show, we need to go to our favourite favourite league, and it's getting to a stage where I honestly think we need to go down here. On the, so we're going down to the North West Football Association. Football Association, and let's have a look at the scores there. Now, East Olverston, who the much maligned, they haven't won many games. They took on the poor foes at Rosebury Turak. Imagine this for the East, 41-24, 279. This is a side that before this game had a percentage of 30. They've kicked 41 goals. So where, how many games did East Olverston won going into this? Three. So they've they played. That's two against Rosebury Turak and right. one against Tunners Beach. Look one at Burton zero there. Look six. At the, that's a big bag. Now that's 18. 18. That's Fred Fanning style. 18 yeah. goals. Poor old uh, Murak for... Rosby Turak kicked yeah. their only goal. I haven't even seen him kick a goal yet this year. Yeah. No, could get the best. the best. He's leading the goal kicking there this year with one so goal. So their percentage last week was something ridiculous like 6.7 or something, wasn't it, Rosby Turak? No, it was 0.58. This is the incredible part. Their percentage went increased. Up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Their percentage has gone up after that. So East Olverson, but how about this? Now this was West Olverson against Turner's Beach, and this was the Battle of the Cellar Dwellers. Jeez, it must Imagine have been going down to Tassie. You, you pay your ten bucks entry. You go down, to, and this is a seniors game, not a reserves. West Olverston, one goal for ten to Turner's Beach, one goal nine. You know what? You know, didn't this Ford guy kick? something like 18 or 12 the yeah. other week, and he couldn't get yeah. first best. Yeah. Yet he doesn't kick one goal in this game, and he's best. <laughs> what the hell is going on? You know but, what? That 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 just reeks of an arm wrestle to me, that game. Oh that is what God. you would call an arm one wrestle. One goal four to one goal nine in perfect conditions. It, must have, it couldn't have been perfect. So we are going to get down there. We'll just have a look at the ladder here. Fourth, which is their percentage is still 782. Mott and Preston, 575. Wesley Vale, 206. Sheffield, 321. Then the drop starts. You've got Sprayton, East Olverston, 61.45. West Olverston, 61. And poor old Rosebury Turak still battling to crack a percentage. That just one thing about fourth. If you ever, the fourth footy ground is about 100 metres from the fourth pub. We should go down there. We should do it. Let's. Because the fourth pub, they let's have. Let's do it next year in April when it's yeah. just a bit warmer. The fourth pub, they have, they have some really good gigs. There. I'll go down. I will go down there and, and, and document it, I think. All right. Go down to Tassie, get on a little Rexy and. and do a little a sporty down there and then go to the fourth pub afterwards. Uh, Brownie, just before we see what's grinding Richo's gears, this popped up. I'm not entirely sure how it popped up, but let's just have a watch. That's Nate in the Bendigo No problems gear. for him in front of goals, but he had this to say about the doggies' goal-kicking woes during the week. We're not lying to ourselves. We know that we cost ourselves four games just purely for missing goals. I mean, if we kick those goals, we've won four extra games and we're five wins and two losses. 
mean, we're playing good footy. If um, if we were losing by 10 goals, 12 goals, you'd be thinking, geez, what are, what are we going to do? And there'd probably be infighting and a bit of bitterness down at the club. But there's none of that because we're playing good footy and everyone's still thinking, gee, we can, we can do this. We're still a good team. Nathan Brown there, complete with I'll tell you what, like, you guys had to go at my voice. Remember you had to go at my voice? What is with your voice? What? My God! What, so just, what was wrong those, with your voice? I don't know, Matt. For, those that, are, for those that are listening and, and didn't see the vision, it was uh, it was probably, what, mid-90s or late 90s? 2002. 2002 interview with Brownie. He's got a giant cold sore <laughs> on his face. He's wearing a tea cozy. You've got these long blocks. It was a big cold sore. I used to think it was a big Jeez, one. you were run down, day. weren't you? <laughs> a bit tired you that You know week, what mate. it was, Hummy? He was that stressed about their goal kicking that he got a but cold sore. But your voice, Brownie, is, it's entirely different. Yeah, it's a lot deeper these days, isn't it, Hum, when I, uh, I call. Hey, do you get footy? tired putting on this facade of the voice? Like, do you, do you get home and just when you just get home and just go, ah, oh, I can relax, and you go back to your like a Bendigo voice? Sure, so, you're not from Tassie. You've been hanging on me about being from Tassie. After that interview, after that interview, let's talk voice. about let's just talk about that game, 2002. So I've got the stats up here when we played the Sydney Swans in 2002. Nathan Brown, 25 kicks, nine marks, only three handballs. Yeah, Matthew. yeah, good. So 28. And five goals too. That, that's a great game, Brownie, but that doesn't explain your voice. <laughs> Jeez, you've done well to play that well, given how run down you must voice. have been. <laughs> <laughs> how reckon, run down was he? I reckon, I reckon Jason Saddington went past me that day, so he was playing for Sydney, <laughs> and gave it to me about my cold sore. No, like, no one wanted to tackle you. That's and, why you got kicked five <laughs> goals. It was like COVID before COVID was here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you had a cold sore like that now, they wouldn't let you play. They'd send you off for a COVID test. Have a look at it. It's like no, real it's like bright red. You didn't have a defender you know near what else I've had a crack at the, uh, the lip gloss too. You know, <laughs> you know what else he's done here? He's deliberately been fluffing the hair out of the side of the Yeah, the little tea cosy yeah. as well. And that is magnificent. That is the great voice. vision. Like, I don't, your voice can't change. So you, that means you're putting this voice on and you're, <laughs> you just, you're getting home to the dial and just go, oh, thank God, I can That's, talk in my squeaky Whatever happens for the rest of the day, I'm up now for the rest of the day. All right, Richo, what's getting you mad? And it's doing my f***ing head in. It's hard to be mad after seeing that vision. Of <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. You, you still run down now? Nah, I don't get him anymore. It took him eight years to get uh, over it. Anyway, I'll tell you what. That, one thing that's doing my head in, if you had to watch the footy over the weekend, there was a... <laughs> There was one thing that was clear to me over the weekend that there was a rule of the week again. Now, what other sport or sporting code in the world would change rules or interpretations None. of the rules from week to week? None. None. Do you think at the Euros at the moment, the soccer, you know, the Euro 2020, which has been played in 2021, do you think that from this weekend's games to next weekend's games, they'll change the interpretation? They'll pick up the ball and kick it. No, they, they'll, they'll change the interpretation of something. Do you think in the NBA finals that are being played at the moment, no. between games six and game seven in a big semi final, are they going to change the rules? Well, the AFL changed the interpretation on the week and the sling tackle clearly had a different interpretation particularly Sunday night the Marlon Pickett one was outrageous yep and there was a couple on Queen's birthday Collingwood in Melbourne how are these players meant to go out there and play you don't know what you're going to get from week to week do you agree there was a change there it's confusing yes I agree with you does my head in does your head in it's remarkable. So they must sit there with the umpires and just say, hey, this is what we're targeting this week. We're so just imagine gonna... how confused players are going to be if David Mackay gets rubbed out tonight when you're going yeah. for a contest. Exactly. Okay, a player's going to start to 
pull out and shirk the issue and then you get questioned yeah. about, okay, you didn't go hard enough exactly. there. You know, it's okay because we make these decisions now. So you've always been taught to go. Th- so I-, I feel sorry for the umpires too. Oh, yeah. Because the umpires would have had they're a only direction. Doing what they're told to, to do. This week, we're going to clamp down on that. Yeah. And the umpires, unfortunately, they're the ones that get booed. They're yeah. the ones that get highlighted. They're the ones that get, um, you know, ridiculed online as Trolled well. Trolled so, online. Yeah. You know what? You know when you change a rule, and I don't want to see any rules change because I'm sick of rules changing, but you have to do it at the end of the season. Mm. You let all of the clubs know. You send out examples of what the we're going to The DVD they used to say. DVD. The clubs had the DVDs. You can't do it between rounds 12 and 13. But Stephen Hawking on Triple M footy on Saturday said that he was happy with the way that the holding the ball rule had been adjudicated. I well, think no uh, not even is. 99%, 100% of football fans are out there saying, I've got no idea, no idea. about the holding the ball no, rule. Exactly. Fix it. Hey, um, Richo, I think you might be in some trouble again with the nothing now. Oh, yes. What are you... I thought you already did these. No, 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 no. That was, that was serious ones. That was when you were the play advocate. In... Oh, you didn't mind those ones? No, they were okay. All right. Yeah, it was just the fact that, you know, <laughs> you're prolific. Like you just got yeah. this insatiable appetite. Will you ever to... give Twitter up? I like, think you, I've you, had enough, yeah. You, I'll, I'll admit it. Twitter is a set. You're too old for it, mate. I would have thought that but, there's no, so but, many pl- people around our age that don't, don't even have Twitter. But don't you talk about content, but You Nathan? have conversations online. Like, <laughs> what if I do? Yeah, I can't you, do. you actually have conversations with people. Like they're, they're, You could probably just text them. You've heard of engaging with your, the audience, Nathan. That's engaging with your yeah, fans. But most of the people you engage with are also prolific tweeters and they've got a name. So I, you don't <laughs> often just, you know. Well, get it up. Get it out of the you way. You don't often just talk to the, the common yes, I do. people. So here's Wayne Ludby. It was a great person. I'd Baruch Assault says that this is a great, great song. I agree with that. But – he didn't share it just for you. Thanks for sharing. It's like you just shared it just for Matthew Richard. That's a tune, mate. Thanks for sharing. Now, uh, if just some Joe <laughs> Bro on, mate, with eight, eight followers had a tweeted that from East Olverston and he said, said the and, same. and put at Richard, you wouldn't have said a damn thing. You know what I but did? But because he's got a tick and because he's got some followers, you thought, oh, get my followers and his followers together mm. and I'll get more I, followers. No, I clicked on the link mm. and that is a great mm. live version. You have a look after yeah. this. And I'll see the band that paired with Evanescence once. See, this is not the band, you idiots. Veruca Salt. (laughs) You just stuffed the segment, didn't you? You're the Nuffy, not me. That is a Nuffy. See the the song name, you idiot. I don't know. Look at it. It's a good version. It's a good version. I just worry about you, Matthew. I I probably shouldn't have said it. Then there was this one. This is your average sort of person. What's the point of having the umpires mic'd up if Matt Richo and Luke Darcy, who obviously doesn't have Twitter because he's around our age and knows that he should be doing it, (laughs) won't shut up? And then Matthew Richardson, this is like to show that you're a good bloke. You can just interact with the common folk. Just the thumbs up, eh? <laughs> there he is, Mr. You nice hate, Guy. Richo's got a – he I'll hates when people – He now. hates it when people give him a clip and tag him. Because it I is, just don't it get is hurtful. That. Why do you tag people in when you're clipping them like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give some awards out. I've unfollowed myself. <laughs> Oh, Richo, it's going to be a sad place on Twitter and we're going to have to yeah. find some more Nuffy, uh, some more content for the back. Nuffy Joe. Hey, Richo Brownie, Hummer of the award of the Week time. This is how it works. Three yeah. votes to Richo for the goods, three votes to Hummer for the Good bads. Good throw again, Hump. <laughs> I'm going to go one vote in the best on this week, the Jeremy Cameron. Five goals. I thought he was a difference between that game. How quick is he? He is lightning quick. So one vote to Jeremy Cameron. Two votes to Josh Kennedy to do that at the end of the game. A huge shot. Mm. Big player. Big game player, big moment. Won the game. Two to Josh Kennedy and three to Bucks. 
on. Not only did they get the result, but Nathan Buckley, the way he handled the whole week, just shows you how good of a person mm. he is. And he just did it with a touch of class, Matthew. Bucks oh. has got Twitter. He has. He's not, yeah. not as prolific as you, uh, though. But he has got it. So there you go. Uh, I gave one to CJ Jath. He is just on fire. Superstar. You, you're a Hawks man, yep. hum. How good was he? Yeah, he'll be an All-Australian soon. I gave him three votes. Hey? On the weekend. Yeah, he was good. One to CJ. I just love exciting players yeah. that take the game on. Two to Jeremy Cameron, all the reasons you mentioned, Nathan. He's, he could be the difference between Geelong finally getting this flag that Chris Scott wants. And three to Nathan Buckley. Clearly, no one else could get three votes this week. He His whole week just showed you um, how good a person Nathan Buckley is. How he handled that was brilliant. Okay, the bad ones, Hunt. I gave one vote to Dougal Howard, and I thought the bit of play where Rolly Philthorpe kicked the goal over his head was mm. pretty much the way St Kilda are at the moment. So Philthorpe, you would have seen, kicked it from about 10 metres out back over his head. Dougal Howard was eight metres out from goal, so probably two metres behind him. By the time the ball got to the goal line, Dougal Howard was still standing eight metres out from goal. Philthorpe was trying to shepherd it through on the line. So I looked at that and I thought... That's where St Kilda are at, at the moment. Oh, big Dougal Howard fan. He was brilliant. He had 23 touches or something like that. One vote, to, or two votes to the umpires who gave the free kick against Dougal Howard two minutes before that on the goal yeah. line. How that was a free kick, I've got no idea. So is that who are you giving the votes the to? The umpiring department. Just the umpiring department. And three votes to Sydney. Sydney played against Hawthorne. They played a home game. Opportunity, if they'd have won that game, they are sitting fourth on the ladder at the moment. They've got five very hard games coming up. Not only have they given top four opportunities up, but it brings into question whether they actually make the finals. They've still got two games yeah. clear at the moment, but it's going to make it hard because they've got a really hard run. And I only see them probably winning one, a maximum two games of the next five. Yeah, it was a big loss, that's for sure, for the Swannies. I gave one to Steve Hocking because clearly somebody is instructing the umpires to change the interpretations, okay? They're only doing what they're told to do and someone has to be telling them and Steve Hocking is the head of the footy department. He's so. a scary bastard. Christo getting saved. Like, he's a scary man. He was. Billy reckons there's only one player when he played with down at Geelong that scared him, it was Steve right. Hocking. So I should be worried. Well, I see, he lives in um, Williamstown around right. me and I see him sometimes. Oh. I get scared because Billy's told me that when I walk past him. and uh, you chat to him? I say, g'day, Steve. I, I, One day I forgot his name. I just had a complete blank and I said, g'day, mate. Oh, you didn't. Uh, if, if I saw Steve now, he'd talk about those decisions and he'd, yeah. he's good. he gets on and he talks about it. He went on Triple M on the weekend. But I just don't like the interpretations changing and he's the head of the footy department. Two to GWS. Their third quarter down in Hobart against North, for their midfield to have no clearances between Ward and Hopper and Taranto, they just switched off. Finals were on the line for them. If they win that game, they're only a game out of the eight against North Melbourne, who've won one game for the year. At three-quarter time, they got a rocket and they came out and kicked six goals in the last quarter. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the job done, ended up in a draw. That might cost them. You just never know moving forward. They're a lot better than that. Their, Their third quarter was poor. And I've given three to St Kilda. They're they're fighting for finals as well. They played finals last year. They're 36 points up 10 minutes into the third quarter on a wet deck. You just can't lose that game. And I think for me what summed it up was one of St Kilda's most well-known and passionate supporters, Brucey Eva, who I work with at 3RW. Beaver. No one is more passionate about the Saints. And when Beaver's had enough, and I think this tweet says it all for our listeners who aren't watching this, he has tweeted, capital I, full stop, next line, capital A-M-M, full stop, 
Capital D O N E, done. I am done. So if Beaver's done. You have real problems with pronunciation. And it's grammar. I've worked out it's grammar. It's it's, It's it's the grammar throws him off. (laughs) If Beaver's done. Yeah. The Saints are done. He was my mentor. Punctuation Peter. really. You, know, you read is that down. How would you have it? done that? I am done. Like that. But I I'm trying to explain it with full stops after each yeah, word. You don't have to read each. Yeah, what? So I gra- you just full don't stop. understand grammar. I full stop. <laughs> um, uh, capital A M. Full Jeez, stop. Really? Uh, Richo? Come on, mate. <laughs> You're better than that. Yeah, well, You're actually quite intelligent. You, people Beaver's done. Think, you're Beaver's done. Beaver's done. He was my mentor when I was a budding journo. I used to read my work and stuff. And, <laughs> Did he? Uh, yeah. He good man, good. Beaver. Hey, uh, let's jump that. straight into the previews. I've just got to say this. this these bye weeks suck. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's dragging the season it's just, out. It's just crap. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the AFL. I'm watching NRL. Um, Geelong versus Western Bulldogs, uh, $1.64. The catters as they roar into premiership favouritism. Nearly the Bulldogs, two twenty-six. Who wins this one? Are there going to be fans there? Do we know yet? No. No, definitely no. No fans. Right Despite up. there being no COVID, there's still no fans. That's disappointing because Geelong haven't had a COVID case for a long, long no. time. Uh, I think they get a fair bit out of the fans being there yeah, as well. Yeah, they do. So that does make it a little bit different. I think at Geelong, Geelong, as I just said, I think Geelong are premiership favourites as we speak. So I think they'll get the job done just. Jack McRae, this is the one team he doesn't cash in on. You yep. think he's only had 30 once in these last five against them. So this is a big test. Everybody thinks that the Bulldogs' Achilles heel is their defensive end because they're, they're young yep. and they're undersized. So you come up against Cameron, Tommy Hawkins and um, obviously Gary Rowan, who I think is the, the, the best, I guess, result of Jeremy Cameron coming to that football club. Yep. It's going to be hard for the Dogs. So on that basis, I'm going to go the Cats. Um, GWS versus Cult. Now I'm going to just make a sweeping statement here. If Leon Cameron coached the Victorian side, he would have been sacked. No, couldn't, no. could not disagree with you any more than than what you just said there. Why? Because he won a final four years in a row. Yeah, he missed finals last year. I think he he's got a bit. He's more had in the, the bank best list in the AFL for years and hasn't. He's no, he accomplished hasn't. nothing. He's had so many injuries this he, year. The his backline is completely. Why decimated. does no one talk about the fact that he's? He might not be a good coach or might not be up to it. He won a final four years in a row and he's got an injury-depleted list and I think they'll win this If I was a member of GWS, I'd be calling for his head. The Uh, way he coached that side to get them to the grand final a couple of years ago was unbelievable. Yeah, but everyone, it's fine. You can be be good at – you can be a a good coach one year and after a few years of doing nothing, at some stage the question needs to be asked. He did coach them to a grand final. $1.64, the Giants, Carlton 226. I think the Giants win this game. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a toss of the coin. Um, Giants for me. I thought they were awful on the weekend. And then Hawthorne versus Essendon. Could we have a this line? Is down in, this is down in Tassie. The Could Hawks won this game earlier on in the year. Dual man Tim O'Brien yeah. took the winner. Snap Which is around. surprising. Um, I thought he competed really well on the weekend. He was O'Brien. actually he's he starting, thankfully, after nine years in the system, he's starting to get a bit of return out of Tim I think the Bombers well, win. The Bombers win this I game. I think Essendon win. They're, they're exciting. I'm enjoying watching them. Homotheticals to finish. This would be good. I hope you put some thought into this one. All right, I've put some thought into one of these. <laughs> Why only and, one? And two others uh, off Reddit. So you All did right. them on the train on the way in, did you? No, no, I didn't during the week. Okay, and this pertains to what might happen tonight. That is a that is a Tommy Hill figure shirt. I know it is. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about the shirt. No, I just noticed the logo on it. Okay, you're up by 11 points. Thanks for joining us, Matt. <laughs> you're up by 11 points. You didn't points. believe him the first time? Oh, I didn't think they made flannelette shirts. That's yeah, right. they do. So Ralph Lauren. I've got a Ralph Lauren one as well. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a bit baggy. Strange. Though. It's not it's really. Ralph Lauren. Flannel, by the way. Yeah. Ralph Lauren. Yeah, it's not exactly. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. What did I say? Ralph Lauren. <laughs> you're, you're trying to be a man of the people. I am a man. Flanny, but it's a Ralph Lauren flanny. Oh, I've got a, I've got a Ralph st- Lauren. There's still a bit of private school. I haven't beaten out of myself yet. Um, you're There's up by no private school in you. You're mate. up by 11 points with five minutes to go in a prelim final. Yep. You just need to do anything to hang on, and you're both getting a chance to a ticket tech parade. Of course, you never got to, you never got to the big dance. Thanks, huh? Ticket tape or ticket tech parade? <laughs> Is it ticket tape? <laughs> I thought it was Ticket Tech well, and they sponsored it. 25 <laughs> 28 grand a year. His parents spent Is it really on an Ticket education. Tape? I just assume Ticket Tech ticket sponsored tech it. Parade. This is the most uneducated <laughs> human being I've ever heard go to a private school. A most tech. people who went to private school have come out and they are intelligent. <laughs> this guy this? this guy got dumber. Did I've you explanation. I've got Ticket Tech written there. He thought it was sponsored by Ticket Tech. <laughs> Well, there you go. I've learned something today. All right. So you, this is your chance to go to the big dance. But it's today's rules, assuming that Mackay has been rubbed out tonight. Any accidental contact would mean that you'd miss the big dance. You've waited your whole life for this moment. Richo, you're letting up to half forward. Brownie grubbers a kick in front of you. It's bouncing yeah. towards you. But Hunter Clark is in pursuit coming the other way. You can attack the footy with vigour, knowing a collision will occur, or you can let Hunter get the ball, hit up a straight running kick out. They get a forward entry, kick the goal, and just like that, they're within a kick with four minutes 30 remaining. What do you do? Well, I, I try and win the football. So you would go. It wouldn't change. You would go as but, hard as you can. But I must admit, if McKay gets rubbed out tonight, I'd be I'd be starting to wonder what I do. And if you wonder what, and that, it, which and that's means a that problem. Could. If you're starting to wonder what you can do on a ground, so they're going to have to change the rules if he gets rubbed it's out. Got to go the football, hun. Go. You'd go regardless, even go though even though you know there's definitely going to be a collision. And if you if if, if yep. he gets injured, you're missing the grand final. Yeah, even though McKay's a little man. I don't think I'd be able to knock him out or break his jaw anyway, so I'd go in. I don't reckon he'd go in anyway. Um, he, all right. You know what? He, he's very good at disguising whether he went <laughs> Yeah, <in>. correct. <laughs> so that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, good one. Um, if I was to jump off okay. a cliff and land on a shark, would I die or the shark? Well, how high is the cliff? Say it's like just over. If you hit the water, you probably would die. Okay, so... Is the, is the shark mouth open or are you landing on the You're back landing of the shark? You're landing on the back of the shark. Oh, I think from that height, well, both the shark right. would be in all sorts of trouble. But you might survive? But you'd die as well, I think. You're hitting a hard it's surface. It's like con- hitting are, concrete. It's hard, mate. You're yeah, probably breaking they're, they're your legs and your hips gives. and you can't, you can't swim anyway. They're, they're so you're in the water soft, and you're... It's, they're soft as well. It's like there's... No, yeah, I, yeah, I, think the shark gets, I think the shark gets yeah, well, severely injured and you survive. You're in trouble. See... I think you survived. The shark's in trouble. Yeah. And an injured from shark. How you in- out of the water? Huh? You're clearly breaking your legs and your hips. And No, he said it's from the height where you, you can you just survive. Yeah, you just survived the water height. So it's like about a 12 so you're happy to, yeah, say, it's a, say it's a 12-metre drop. Yeah. So you're happy to kill a shark just for your kicks, have you? Well, do, we, do you know you're landing on the shark or is it an accidental he just, collision? He just, he just <laughs> asked you. If you're landing on a shark, mate. Um, so the I question was, was you are. It's an accidental collision. A I shark just happens to be swimming just below the water or at, at the I water level. I think the shark saves you, but unfortunately it <laughs> the does. The shark dies. <laughs> yep. Or it's injured, but an injured shark is a yeah. dead shark. Yeah. They don't go well with injuries. All right, for $10 million, okay, I'm going to give you the offer that you can be placed on any random spot on the Earth's surface, literally anywhere, and if you make it alive, you keep the money. 
So the rules that apply, it can't be an island that doesn't include large islands or islands that are countries. It can't be in the water or the sky. But aside from this, you could be, end up anywhere. Now, it's just yeah. with the clothes on your back. You could end up in Antarctica and you're probably dead. You could end up in the Sahara Desert, you're probably dead. You could you end could, up in Hawaii. You could end up in Surrey Hills. Right. Would you take it for the 10 no. million? No. No. I don't want to die and I'm not taking the chance of landing on the South Pole. Yeah, imagine if you landed in, to death. in New York. Yeah. You'd be so it's just happy. a random generator? Complete random generator where you end up. I'd give it a go. Would you? Yeah. Jeez, imagine if you landed at the South Pole. It'd be disappointing. <laughs> yeah, imagine that straight away. So could you land... Did you say can't land in so water? So you'd risk leaving... Can't land in water. It's got to be on land. You'd risk leaving your family behind <laughs> for $10 million. Well, it's a lot of money. I'd bump up my life insurance first. Yeah, you so can do that. risk it for them. They, they don't want the money, mate. They want you. Yeah, it's a good point, Matt. Yeah, think about it. Mm, I'd do it. <laughs> of you do it. <laughs> All right, that's going to do us for this week. Uh, uh, good luck. Well done, Victoria, on getting out of lockdown. Good luck on the punt this weekend, but most importantly, please gamble responsibly.